Hello and welcome to the Safe Space ASMR podcast where we talk about all things spirituality, personal development, and so much more. Here we align the mind, body, and spirit to live our most authentic lives. Sometimes we whisper, sometimes we soft speak, but every time we expand, grow, and relax. So sit back, grab a drink, Let's get to episode 5 where I'm going to be teaching you how to get to know yourself and ultimately get to love yourself because when you get to know yourself, you then begin to love yourself. So, this is my drink right here. If you are watching this on YouTube, you see it. If not, you can, you know, pause, go grab a drink with me. This is a swoon. I don't know. It's my first time trying it. Eventually, I want to get to you know, making the drinks, because the idea of it is to, like, have a drink, relax, talk, but it's a Swoon Classic Lemonade. Zero sugar. I never tried it, but let's try it right now. Okay, I got it open. I almost whispered there. I definitely need to work on my soft speaking, because I am a very passionate, loud speaker. Okay, let me try it real quick. Mm, it's pretty good. It's alright. It's alright. I mean, I'll probably still drink it because I'm thirsty, but it has a little weird taste to it, but I mean, it's okay. Alright, let's talk. So, wherever you're watching this, Apple Podcast or listening, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to follow, subscribe every week. We talk about new topics. Eventually, I definitely want to get guests on here. Um, I want to have a guest a lot. But we have to, you know, grow a little bit and so yeah, make sure you follow, subscribe, and let's get into it. So we're gonna talk about how to love yourself. If you watched last week's episode, it was how to attract your soulmate. And the step one of that process was getting to know yourself and loving yourself. You know, feeling whole as one instead of needing someone else to fulfill a certain void. Uh, lack of loneliness, and I said that I was going to dive deeper into how to love yourself this week, and we're going to do just that. So, for the longest time, like going back a little bit on my story, I always struggled. Like, the number one thing that I struggled with was self-love, insecurity, um, you know, hating myself, judging myself, just not liking who I was, as well as who I was in my own skin. And I struggled with that so deeply, like to the point of like, I used to be really religious and I would cry and beg God to like change the way I looked. I had an underbite at the time and really bad scoliosis and I would just be devastated, you know, insecure about my body, insecure about my face. And I would like hide my face in school so people wouldn't view me in certain directions and in seventh grade, um, my biggest crush made fun of my underbite. I did eventually get underbite surgery, um, but, you know, what I found was it wasn't just the underbite that I was insecure about, you know. Insecurity isn't always a physical thing because once we get that physical thing solved or fixed or whatever, I mean, a lot of the times we might like something and not be able to fix it or whatever, but once we get it like solved. Once I got my underbite surgery, I still felt insecure, not good enough, struggled with worthiness, not feeling deserving of things, 
hating, you know, a new thing about me and not liking my body. It just, it was an endless loop because I did get scoliosis surgery as well. And I just did not, even after the surgery, there was always something I could complain about because we have to realize that self-love and confidence is not a physical thing. It's a program within our mind. It's a way of thinking, a way of viewing. It's a perception, not a physical concrete thing that can be changed just like that. Of course, we can, you know, work out or like get plastic surgery and do all these things, but at the end of the day, the lack of self-love is not physical. It is a program within our mind. And we have to also realize that self-love doesn't come from just, oh, like, oh, one day you're just going to say affirmations and I love myself and all of a sudden you feel like you love yourself. It takes work. Um, Just like building a relationship. If you are building a relationship with a partner or even friends, you have to get to know them. You have to get to know them deeply and that's what makes you feel this attachment of love, you know, getting to know someone is the key to love and we have to get to know ourselves. We have to relearn ourselves as well because we get lost in of who we are in this society because the society is programming you constantly that you should look this way, you should think this way, you should do this, you should do XYZ to be enough, you need this product in order to be enough and social media has corrupted our idea of what beauty is, what true beauty is and it makes us feel this lack. You know, it's so easy nowadays to compare yourself to view what someone else has or what someone else looks like and we're constantly in this cycle with social media especially comparing ourselves and you know getting to know everyone else in the world but what about ourselves what about going within and getting to know ourselves um i'm eventually going to talk about more deeper in on my insecurities and really open up to you about you know my past and what i struggled with because i do want to make an episode on beliefs and there I will open up about um you know my insecurities and my underbite and my journey with the self-love but here I really want to you know give you what you need to get to know yourself and what it takes and also certain steps I have about four steps to love yourself but we're not going to really be talking there's many ways to love yourself and I also have you know another episode idea (laughs) you know, make sure you follow and subscribe and stay tuned, but I'm going to be giving you a inner child healing concept that really helped me truly deeply love myself, and it's a different perspective on how to love yourself. It's one that has worked so much for me, but for now, we're going to talk about how to get to know yourself, which is, of course, one way to love yourself. Um, there's so many different things to do and, you know, this and that. But let's talk about how to get to know yourself a little more because I think a lot of us think we know who we are slash we don't know and we feel lost with who we are slash what we want to do. Um, this society is pretty crazy. It's pretty loud. You know, that's why this podcast is soft-spoken and whispering. But it's so loud of what, you know, we should be slash should be doing slash where we should be in life at a certain age. It's just all so distracting, you know? Life and getting to know yourself is not about 
learning more things. It's about unlearning. And let's talk about that. So it is hard to differentiate who you think you are with society's expectations of who they want you to be. We have so many stories in our mind of who we think we should be, which I like to call the echo chamber of perceptions, which listen closely. I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am, but I am what I think that you think I am. I'll say it one more time because you really need to like soak this in. It's called the echo chamber of perception. So I'm not who I think I am. You know, it could be what or who. I'm not who I think I am. I'm not who you think I am. I am what I think that you think I am. So we have this per- perception of ourselves of not who we think think we are or you know I'm obviously not what you think I am because that's your perception but I am you know in my concept of who I am I am what I think you know it's not a fact of what I think that you think it's an assumption so I assume what you're thinking and I become that for example let's say you're at a grocery store and people these girls or boys whatever they're staring at you and you all of a sudden can act one or two ways. You can feel confident from their staring at you or you can feel insecure because you make an assumption of what they are thinking and that becomes who you think you are. You know, if I was insecure and people were staring at me, I'm going to assume that they think, oh, I'm ugly. There you go. There's my identity. That's who I am. I'm not worthy, they're judging me, I th- but it's not a fact. It's, of course, an assumption of what you think that they're thinking. So we base our identity off of this constant assumption of what the outside world thinks of us, and we show up as that, good or bad. And we're constantly making these assumptions and reaffirming a certain identity that we have attached to. And our identity, self-concept of ourself, comes from society conditioning, ages zero to seven. Um, I talked about this in episode two, where I talked about the ego and, you know, where your ego was stemmed from and, you know, your ego can be your sense of self. And it was ages zero to seven, we got programmed, you know, your parents would say, you're so smart, or you would have so many friends, so you would feel popular. Or let's say a teacher said that you're stupid or you get a bad grade, you know, ages zero to seven, we're so sensitive to information. We're like a sponge learning about the world, learning about ourselves. And that's kind of where we, you know, build this little identity um, from the programming of the outside, whether that's good or bad. You know, if you were neglected as a child, you may have these beliefs, which I'll dive more on future episodes, but these beliefs of, you know, not being good enough, being a you know, being annoying or being um, not important. So as you get older, you lack the sense of worthiness because let's say something happened when you were younger, you didn't get the attention. So therefore you believe that you are just not interesting. You know, once I carried along a long belief with me of being boring because someone told me, although I was in ninth grade, someone told me that I was boring. And so I didn't even start my YouTube channel for years and years because I had this idea, oh, I'm boring. I'm not good enough. 
I'm not wise. You know, I also had this belief that I was stupid because in kindergarten, um, I got bad grade on a test and I remember deeply because I did a meditation, meditation on it. In that moment, I decided that, oh, I'm stupid. I felt embarrassed. I felt guilty, like shameful that I just circled, you know, random answers and I felt stupid. I was slow to learn my colors and therefore I adopt this identity of being slow. So we take experiences from ages zero to seven and we transform that into our identity. And we either have that identity and it's being, you know, the mirror is mirroring back to us, the mirror of the world, mirroring back of confirming these identities. Let's say someone's staring at you, you think, oh, they're staring because I'm ugly. Like it's confirming the identities that you have of yourself based off of constant assumption. Constant. The thing is, we don't really have a sense of self. Number one, the past does not exist. Yeah, at the time we identified with certain things because at the time maybe it did resonate. Maybe me being slow at learning in school was a thing, but the past does not equal who we are slash the future. And if I hold on to the past thought of who I was, if I'm victim to the past and I constantly see, let's say, you know, someone's opinion of me, I take that personal because I believe that to be true. Like we get offended from the world, only what we feel is true. We can't get offended if it's, if we know it's not true. I'm 4'10", if someone said you're very tall, it's so ugly, I would say, oh, good one. <laughs> because I'm 410. You know, like I wouldn't get offended because it's not true, but life is mirroring our identity about ourselves. I know this is everywhere. This is everywhere, this episode, <laughs> but we take assumptions of what we think people are thinking and we become that as well as what happened in the past. Um, and ultimately that leaves us with this very confused sense of self. Um, victim to the self that we think other people see, victim to the self of the past and experience, and we become the assumptions of what everything outside of ourselves thinks we are, rather than what we want to be. I'm going to use this sentence as an example, okay? And this is an, a sentence that, you know, I actually, it, it resonates with me, <laughs> because in the past, like, I believed this. So, Here's the sentence, end quote. I am a loser and not doing anything with my life because I dropped out of college and don't have a real job. Emphasis on I am, loser, not doing anything because dropped out of college and don't have a emphasis on real job. The thing that's wrong with this statement is number one loser who is to say what loser is okay i get it there's like definitions and you know but everything always comes down to if, if fact slash you know a word it comes down to the mass agreeing of this definition so a mul multiple people believing what loser is but ultimately loser is it's like a bias thing, like you are non-biased. I don't even know those two. <laughs> I can't differentiate those. Um, so loser is a perception. It's not really like a concrete thing. One person can think someone's a loser. The other person will not. 
Um, the other thing that's wrong with the sentence is not doing anything. Well, how would people know? For the longest time, I actually carried around this sentence because I dropped out of college. I started a YouTube channel and for the longest time, I didn't have a job. You know, the typical real job, nine to five. So, you know, people would view that as lazy. Multiple people have said, find a real job. What are you doing? Whispering, you know, multiple people have said, get a real job. And we'll, we'll dive into real job because that's also just another perception and opinion. But who's to say that they, I wasn't doing anything? You know, me, from my perception, I post a lot. I put in a lot of dedication and passion and take so much inspiration and put so much energy into the channel that to me, even though job, I don't really like the word job um, in any sense because I think our jobs should be like passion expressions. But anyway, so no one can say that I'm not doing anything because that's a false statement. But how would people know, you know, if people say get a real job and not doing anything? Um, dropped out. That is also an assumption of stupidity because mass belief that college equals success. You have to go to college to be successful. You have to go to college to make a lot of money, to get a real job. All of this society's conditioning in our mind has made us believe certain things and therefore makes us make assumptions based on ourselves if we're not doing the roles of society, not living on society's standards of what is good and bad. And, you know, we might come to these moments of discouragement and feeling like, oh, maybe they were right. Maybe I am a loser because I'm not doing anything. I'm not going to college. Therefore, I'm stupid. People assume I'm stupid. Therefore, I'm bad. You know, we make so many assumptions based off of what? What? The opinions of the world, the opinions of the loudness of society, of what is good and bad, you know, that's not a concrete thing either. Them saying college equals success, it doesn't have to. Yeah, in many cases, maybe it has in the past, but the past is gone. You do with what you have now, and you make the most of what you want, not what society says that you should have. Um, real job in this sentence, just because of the masses' opinion on, opinion on what is competent versus not society's loudness, you know, screaming in our ears of what's right and wrong, your parents, your friends, the news, teachers, we get so blinded by the world and this illusion of these roles of other people that we forget and don't believe that we can make the roles of our own lives, that we are in control of what we want, what we deserve, and what we chase after, and what can be, what we can make successful. Not the programming of society telling you what you should be doing, etc, etc, or who you are. Like, a lot of this, how to get to know yourself, is about unlearning. It's not about adding layers to know yourself. Life is about removing the layers to find yourself. You can only find something if it is lost. You don't add on things to find something. Let's say you have a pantry full of food, so much food, and you're trying to find the peanut butter. So 
you're not going to, you know, add on new things. You're not going to add new food to the pantry in order to find the peanut butter. You're going to remove items and get them away so you can find the core, so you can find the center, so you can find that peanut butter. So when you're getting to know yourself, you're not going to be adding on all these things of what, you know, society says. You're going to try, and this is the effort that I encourage you to make, is to remove the layers of society, to remove and shed those layers of what you were told in question. We don't question anymore. Not everyone, of course, but a lot of people don't question that it's possible that you can be what you want to be. Let's say you have an inner dream, but you became lost in this idea of what society says that you're capable of doing. You don't believe anymore that you're worthy of certain goals or that you're capable of doing certain inner dreams. So you actually forgot about it. You became lost in society's conditioning. You went to college, you got a real job, you know, you dated certain people, and you got lost in what society says that you should be doing. Um, and the rush of life as well, we think we have to be here at age 21 or here at age 25, you know, married with kids at age 28. Like, we have all these roles, and getting to know yourself is about discovering your I am statements. What are you saying that you are? Let's say I'm not capable of achieving this because... And discovering your whys, because why? Why can't you do certain things? Why aren't you capable of, you know, following certain things? Um, I want to pause real quick and say that self-love, in my opinion, a big part of it, you know, in getting to know yourself, self-love comes from respecting yourself. Respect. And when you constantly dismiss your intuition when you constantly, you know, say these things in your mind that you're not capable, that you just can't, that you're not worthy of this job, that people think you're not cool, that you're ugly, that you're this, that. You have a lack of respect for yourself. But when you remove these layers and remove these voices, when you quit that job, when you stand up for yourself, when you express your voice, when you finally decide to commit to yourself and getting to know yourself and doing what you want to do based on your own terms when you finally start being a little selfish and stop people pleasing and doing what everyone else wants you to do when you finally do that when you finally decide to respect yourself that is the moment of the self-love journey that is the moment you begin to love yourself that is the first i love you when you finally commit to yourself and you know this is you probably thought this episode might be different with the you know how to love yourself as well because it's like all of these things but how to love yourself is how to respect yourself and how to respect yourself is starting to do what you want to do to start committing to yourself and your inner voice and your inner dream and standing up for what you believe in not what the world tells you to believe in or not what you know the world wants you to do or you know, not what everyone else is saying, but to commit to yourself, to take that action, to commit to yourself. And the process of this is, number one, what would I be if money didn't exist? If I can be successful in anything, and if people supported me, what would you do? What would you be? 
Where would you go? Who would you become? How would you act if you knew everyone around you supported it? What would you be doing? You, your brain right now might think, oh no, but I can't. Oh no, that's kind of stupid. You know, with all those judgments, remove those layers. Number two is journal it down. Discover your story. You know, why can't you do that? So when I ask you, what would you be if money didn't exist and if people supported you? Go to number two, which is, you know, why do you want it? But why do you think you can't have it? Why do you think you're incapable of having your dream person or dream job or, you know, dream life? Why do you think you're incapable of this? And discover your inner story. What have you been telling yourself? What has the world been telling you? What experience, experiences gave you this belief? Go back because it mostly stems from the past. What happened in the past? And I'm here to tell you that the past does not repeat itself. I mean, it doesn't have to. You, can, you are the ultimate creator. You are the ultimate decision maker if the past repeats itself or not. Um, when it tends to repeat itself, that's because we're unconscious. We're living by these old stories. So we really want to journal and get down to the story about yourself. The story about why you feel insecure. Why you don't like yourself. Is it because people, other people have this or look like this? You know, get to the root of the problem, not trying to fix it with all these, you know, makeup or clothes or things or objects or things you can buy because that will only temporarily fill a void that will ultimately always be there until you go deep within. Um, I talked about it in my last week's podcast with how to attract your soulmate to, um, it's like a thorn theory. So if you want to go listen to that, um, the thorn theory is great theory of picking the thorn rather than changing our life around it. So the thorn is the insecurity, the lack of worthiness, lack of self-love, going within and finding the story as to why you have that rather than trying to fix it with everything external. And I also created a method that I was going to write a book on. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'll still do it. This was a while ago, but it was the why not method. So when you have a story about yourself, um, let's say the I am a loser. Why? Because I'm not doing anything. Why? Well, because I dropped out of college. Why? Or maybe not why to that one. Well, why do you think that you're a loser because you dropped out of college? Because, you know, successful people go to college or, you know, they say that you're smart or stupid if you don't go to college. Well, why, why do you have to be that? Like, keep asking yourself why and getting to the root of the problem. You believe you're not deserving of money. Why? Well, because I'm not good enough. Why? because I wasn't good enough in the past and I'm kind of like stupid and then go deeper and deeper well, why do you want it? why can you get it? why are you deserving of it? why is it possible for you? well if it's possible for someone else it's possible for you why do you think you're not pretty? why do you think you're not beautiful? why do you think you're not worthy? ask yourself why get to the story question yourself question all of it question reality <laughs> No, but really, like, question all of these things that you've been telling yourself because it doesn't have to be true. At the end of the day, you realize it was either an assumption of someone else, a story that you don't even want, an experience that is totally gone, or something that someone said to you. We realize we're not choosing, we're not consciously choosing when we can be. And 
for the longest time, we get lost because we're not choosing. We get lost and don't know ourselves and don't love ourselves because we're not listening. We're not choosing. We're not conscious. We're not digging into our intuition and what our intuition is telling us. So ask yourself these questions. Uh, number three that I wrote down is kind of like general, but try new things. So it all stems back to trying new things trying new not even just things like trying new things you can do new things but also think new things instead of getting consumed by your thoughts start producing them we get sucked in but are we just getting sucked in and adding on or are we going to consciously produce thoughts so you can produce thoughts you know what next time those people stare at me in the grocery store let me assume with the law of assumption that they are looking at me because I'm pretty. They are looking at me because they love the way my hair looks or they're looking at me because I'm glowing and I'm radiating. And start slowly changing the story about yourself and trying new things as in quitting your job, doing what you've always wanted to do, not what your parents say you should be doing, but committing to the conviction of your faith and your belief in yourself in your inner dream because that is where your potential is and it's planted in you because it's for you so try new things as well as reading self-help books i personally this books or my spiritual awakening and if you do want a good book recommendation i recommend the power of now by eckhart tolle that's like the number one thing that i always recommend but dive deep into self-love books or self-healing or self-help like any types of books like consume your mind with this stuff consume your mind which i do have a step forward it's kind of opposite of this but consume your mind with healthy things rather than like you know people that you've been comparing yourself to if you find that you compare yourself so much to one person in a very negative and draining way remove them stop looking at them stop looking at their life and start consuming what is meant for you and what will fuel you and what will make you feel good about yourself um trying new things also like go out of your comfort zone to create a new sense of self you know you may realize that you thrive in different spaces you thrive in different areas of life and you may thrive outside of your comfort zone and I think that will also build new programs in your mind that you're capable of doing things. Go on a trip, even if maybe the money's not meh. Do it, commit to yourself, commit to your joy, commit to your happiness. Um, but also at the same time, instead of trying new things and instead of learning new things, you also need some space within you to get to know yourself. You need space. You know, the world's loud. Um, too loud to differentiate certain voices of your beliefs versus like other people it's loud so what we need to really really do above all i feel is meditate and journal journaling especially also like journaling your story of why you think you can't but why you actually can um why you don't love yourself go back and release and detox and cry it out 
cry out the experiences of all the people have said about you, pour it onto a paper, and restate the version of you that you desire, the person that you respect, your higher self, the person that you want to embody, and really write that down that you are capable of that person because that person is within you. Once again, if it is planted inside of you, that vision, it is meant for you. And once you start taking action steps to embody this person, it could be action steps like going to the gym or, you know, doing yoga or journaling. Um, simple as that. Journaling, you know, releasing, dancing, um, making that YouTube video, starting that business idea, reaching out to that person. When you do things that are in alignment with that vision, you respect yourself. I think self-love is, of course, you know, within the mind, within the heart, which I will make an inner child healing to really dive deep into the self-love. But for now, this is like get to know yourself. But I really think the key here is taking action that aligns with a vision. But you have to get to know the vision. And to get to know the vision, you have to unlearn, shed those layers of what people say is possible or not, shed the layers of those negative beliefs that you have about yourself, and start committing small actions to align with the vision. And that is the key to loving yourself. Because that all will make you respect yourself. We disrespect ourselves when we go so many times without listening to ourselves. I used to have mood swings left and right. <laughs> left and right when I didn't love myself. I didn't start my YouTube channel around this time. Um, I said I would. I said I would to so many people and I just never did because I always felt not you know, I felt boring, like I said, and I felt not good enough, not wise enough, not enough. Constantly left and right, there was something to nitpick. And I was frustrated. I had mood swings. I was miserable with what I was doing. And I didn't love myself fully because I didn't respect myself because I didn't respect my word. My word of saying that I wanted to start and just not starting. We have to respect our word, you know, be a person of our word for ourselves and like take little action steps. So when I started my YouTube channel, mood swings, gone. Not that I'm, of course I have some mood swings actually like here and there, but for the longest time I was in the state of bliss. I loved myself because I was so happy that I finally did what I've been saying I've been wanting to do. Self-love I also heard was the alignment of your thoughts words and actions thoughts words actions i swear there was one other thing but if you think something and you say something but you don't do something you have a lack of respect let's say you are doing something and you're thinking something but you don't really express your voice lack of respect but if you align all of these things your voice and what you stand for and your you know thoughts as well don't act on those crazy thoughts Thoughts are not us. You can go watch my episode too where I talk about you're not your thoughts at all. But you know, the ones that you produce, that the intuition, those, those, although intuition is not thoughts, but the intuition, that inner voice, um, the thoughts of what you desire and what you do want to do, you align that with your expression as well as your action plan. There you will find self-love. And last but not least, which is the most 
I, I wrote this down to be like a little more playful with it because the self-love journey, it's not all that serious. Like I think so many times we get lost up in the seriousness of things when we get into spirituality and, you know, personal development. And yeah, it, it is, you know, we can cry, we can learn, we can be all serious and stuff and really release and feel those emotions. Number five, take personality tests. Do a 16 personality quiz. Dive into astrology and your zodiac sign. Dive in with playfulness because ultimately you get to subscribe to the truth that you desire. Dive in with playfulness, you know? Have fun with yourself. Do some self-care bubble bath. Do your inner child things that you desire. Eat candy. Watch that movie. Like, have fun. Um, dive into what your zodiac says about you, what your human design says about you, your 16 personalities, do it with friends, family, like have fun in this getting to know yourself, like, and also you don't have to subscribe to everything, like I said, you get to subscribe to the truth that you desire, if you don't like certain things about what your, um, sign says, not everything is truth, but you can have fun with it, I do believe in astrology, and I definitely believe in human design and everything, and it's really interesting, so you can also do that way to get to understand yourself a little bit better, but I do recommend journaling first, doing it the natural way, where it's just you and your thoughts and your mind and your heart, journaling, creating space, meditating, but also have fun and take that 16 personality test to get to know and love yourself. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I will be diving a lot deeper in future episodes. Don't forget, I do have other episodes. We're only in the beginning of this journey, episode five. That's so crazy. Um, so make sure you follow, subscribe, stay tuned, and I will see you next week. I love you so much and thank you for listening.